Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Well, let's talk about team communication. Our last episode, we spent some time discussing how things are different. In unplanned leave. So like we've talked before about how to plan for like mat or paternity leave, an expected health thing, family thing, summertime off, vacations, whatever. And there's definitely a certain energy that's very helpful when you know that you're going to be gone. We talked about our tips on structuring that. But what happens when you like unexpectedly get sick or something in your family happens and it's literally like no today or tomorrow, I need to leave the office for an unexpected amount of time. What can you be doing behind the scenes right now to prepare for that stuff? We talked about it more from a logistics standpoint of like, like batching and planning and SOPs and like getting certain stuff off your plate, whatever. But today I want to talk about how we think that the internal structure of our team and how we set up meetings, communications, and different tools that we use also help that process of, Hey, gotta go. And our team like, knows how to still function. (laughs) Well, and I think so much of that comes down to that there really isn't any secret projects. Right. No. What? No. (laughs) There's nothing that anyone is unaware is happening. If there are secret projects in your business and you have a team, that's what we need to have a conversation immediately. Well, but also, I mean, I do see sometimes people, for sure, if it's happening lower down, there's an issue. But I'm sure there's things that you personally, as the owner or CEO, have started on and have not let other people into yet because it's still in the ideation phase or planning phase. And that's still normal to an extent. But you need to be mindful of like bringing the team in probably sooner than you have been. And not necessarily from a oversharing perspective, but from a a logistical, if you were to step away, they would know this thing has already been started or planned or exists. Right. And they can easily get access to it. But let's talk a little bit about how we run the day to day. And this happens regardless of if 
someone's gone or not, we consistently are showing up the same way all the time. Uh And when someone does happen to be out, I just think having these systems in place has really played an integral part in everyone feeling connected. I want to talk about meetings for sure, because I think that that's one of the things that people don't really think about when they're leaving and they're like the boss or whatever. Typically, you're the one who's leading the meeting, right? And you're going over the points, you're making the talking points, the agenda, whatever. Well, if you're going to be out for a week, two weeks, a month, whatever, and your whole team either doesn't have a meeting that entire time while you're gone, that's a problem. Or if they come to the meeting and they're like, well, she's always done all this. So I don't really know the effective way to actually run a meeting. The skill of being able to learn how to actually run a meeting that doesn't waste anyone's time is huge. And if you don't have an agenda, that's a template that's copy and pasteable for someone to really easily be able to jump in and be like, okay, I'll organize the next agenda because I know exactly what to do. That alone, I think could help a ton. A year and three months ago or so, Emily and I had a team meeting structure that was all done on a Google Doc. And even though we met as a team, it kind of historically ended up that I would just be running through all of our projects and major initiatives and kind of updating the collective on what was happening. It was the Hear Abby Talk for 45 Minutes meeting. I know that sounds worse than I think it probably was. (laughs) It definitely sounds worse than it was. (laughs) What we were doing was we were getting everyone on the same page and we were talking about the projects that need to be the priority. However, I was worn out and it was really non-essential for me to be the one talking the whole time. And so we kind of developed based on people's individualized roles and responsibilities certain sections of the meeting that were to be updated by the person that is primarily what a concept, right? You're performing those tasks or, or kind of owning that area. So our team meeting turned into initially, we tried it as by person, and then they had a set of things they would update on every time. Right now, we're testing a new variation on that where we just have the topics and anyone can update on any section. I still feel like that version will end up getting tweaked again. The whole point is not that there is, I don't want to tell you as the business owner that there's a right or wrong way to do this. I think the primary thing I'm trying to get across is you need to experiment and you need to figure out what's going to work best for your team. Mm -hmm. And a part of that is knowing and understanding what the collective is doing together and how people different people play roles within that. Because I've seen a lot of business owners have businesses kind of fall apart when everything's done in silos. And the only thing connecting everything together is you as the owner. That can be really dangerous because if you're gone, then people just either continue running in silos or or there's no collaboration points. And so you need to teach your team members, regardless of of how they're showing up in your business, you need to teach them how to communicate. Mm -hmm. Well, and as, as to dive a little bit deeper into team or the team meeting outline, we used to follow a structure pretty closely from what was suggested in the book Traction. And that got us pretty far. We used that when it was you, me, and like a couple contractors. And that was really helpful. It was the first time we had like a set agenda that was specifically for team meetings. 
once we moved from Google Docs about a year ago-ish, we took that as an opportunity to find a new kind of template or agenda template that we could follow because some of the stuff that we had originally outlined from Traction just didn't make sense for that team meeting. And so we wanted to move pieces to leadership meetings or just me and Abby or whatever. And so we used an app called Fellow and it comes with loads of templates. You can do like general all team meetings. You can do sales meetings, marketing meetings, like literally anything, a content planning meeting. And you can search by what type of meeting you're doing and see if they have a template that already has sections, headers, bullets, prompts that can help inspire you of what what could this template have in it that's actually going to be helpful. And you can obviously edit and remove and add your own stuff. But that's been a really great framework since we've opened up our meetings from just the team meeting to we also have department meetings. The thing that I think that makes it effective is not only are we running through and providing general updates, but if there's any action items that are spurred from the conversation, we are immediately documenting those in the meeting notes. And because we're using the app fellow, it actually converts them to tasks and assigns them in Asana now we do, there is, it works 90% of the way. You still have to go yeah. manually add some due dates and things so that it'll pop up appropriately on your team's calendar. But if you are struggling with like creating action items that people follow up on, or you feel like you have a meeting and then two weeks later you have a meeting and it feels like you're having the same meeting because no one right. actually did anything. The things you talked about last time didn't actually get done. The issue is the follow through. And so your action items should be very clearly outlined yep. as a result of those meetings. And in terms of differentiation, our all team meeting is primarily an update, but also is there any needs or blocks, meaning that someone cannot move forward without someone else's input. And because of that, it stays fairly short. We can have seven people talking and run through an entire business worth of operations in 30 to 45 minutes. Sometimes it lingers if we have like a bunch of client projects that are like happening or wrapping up all at once, because we also use it as an opportunity to be like, where is this client standing right now? And so what, what does their project need to move forward? Yeah. And before we added client and service to the meeting, it was a lot swifter. The, the client side for right now does have a lot more questions of like status of like someone following up with someone else in the meeting. But mm-hmm. at this point, it's working well for the team because that once weekly touch point really allows for people to get unstuck and continue to move forward in a timely manner. Yeah. The difference though, when we develop these department meetings is one, we wanted to have more subject focus around certain objectives or certain aspects of the business. But these are meant to be more working style meetings. So we go over, sometimes it's analytics, sometimes it's data from a launch, sometimes it's just the vibe, <laughs> like it, <laughs> what's happening. Uh-huh. And then as a result of what's happening, what do we need to take action on? And sometimes it's, it is check-ins on projects we've already been working on, but it's more like way deeper dive into it than we would do in an all team meeting. Yeah, But it is meant to be a working meeting in that 
if there's a question that we have for the group, we're collectively brainstorming together. We're coming up with solutions together. It's not just like, we need to think about what the title of that presentation should be in two weeks. Let's brainstorm the title. It's what's the title. (laughs) Yeah, we're brainstorming in the moment. Yeah. Because there's so many people in the room, there's just no reason for one person to go off and make XYZ decision when we can create consensus right right away in in the group and usually get there faster than we think you can. Yeah. We do have the manager, quote unquote, manager of that department lead that particular meeting. So all team meeting is basically led by you. It's kicked off by you. And then everyone has their own section. And then I lead a marketing meeting. Caitlin leads a programs meeting. You lead a finance meeting, but it's just you and like... No, Brian leads a finance meeting and I add my follow-up questions, mm-hmm. but that's just two of us. We So that's been the kind of crossover that we've been trying to figure out of yeah. since there's only two of us there. and it, But it does need to be like a whole thing. Like yeah, yeah. for a while, it was very task-oriented. And recently, I've added in some additional things that bring together our one-on-one stuff. Because our one-on-one meetings are things that our managers should be doing with every report that they have, every direct report. And the one-on-one meetings take place bi-weekly. So department meetings are bi-weekly. And then on the opposite week, the one-on-one meetings are occurring. And the one-on-ones are not about tasks. They are about development of the person in their role and in the business. And so like anything, occasionally you're going to have to just ask them a question about something because you just happen to have them in the room. Right. Primarily, it's what were their wins? What were their challenges? What what are they confused by or not sure how to move forward with? Where do they have priority questions? Well, I like to think of this meeting as, and I read this from someone, I saw this like Twitter thread from this manager boss who was like, I completely changed how I look at one-on-ones and how I handle them. And it like absolutely changed the culture of my business. So he broke down this whole Twitter thread of how he handles one-on-ones. And so I really liked how he looked at it. And it was from two kind of lenses. One, like this meeting isn't like an agenda run-through meeting. We, we have those in other places, but this meeting is for you, not for me. So what do you need out of this meeting so you can be successful And he kind of looked at it from the lens of like me as the manager will never, ever, ever, ever cancel or reschedule this meeting, but you can, they don't, our team typically doesn't like we like, if it's there, we're going to make time for it. We do it. But if something pops up, Jared, I have one-on-ones with him every two weeks and he's had some like life things going on lately. And so sometimes it's like, can we meet a little early? Can we meet a little late? Can we meet this day instead of this day? And it's his time to use how he wants to within the framework of the purpose of that meeting. So sometimes it's like, truly, how can I support you? You're really confused on this. We're stuck here. Let's workshop something out. Sometimes like, Two weeks ago, when he was having a whole slew of family personal stuff going on, Jared, I know, is an audible processor. He likes to verbally talk out a lot of things like to get his anxiety out. And I knew this check-in like wasn't going to serve hardly any purpose with work, literally at all. And he just needed to come to the table and just be like, blah, 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 blah. like this is happening and this is happening and this is happening. And I knew that that would serve him better than me being like, 
what's going on over here? Like he just needed to kind of dump all that. So he dumped all of it in the last like eight minutes. He was like, okay, I am confused about this one thing and I want to get on the same page about it. So we got like one work thing addressed, but I knew that that meeting served him in the way that he needed to, to be able to move forward for the rest of the week. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. It's about you showing up as a manager and understanding what do your people need to thrive. I've absolutely had meetings like this that were someone had a lot going on personally and they were crying and I'm like 
nearly in tears myself. And we're realizing that we're all humans and like going through ish together and supporting each other and being there for each other. And other times it's, there's this frustrating thing happening within the confines of their role. And it's surprising how often if they bring it up, I can pop in, provide a new perspective or provide a new way to like tackle the thing in a way that feels far less overwhelming for them or gives them just like a new strategy to go about it with. Yeah. Often they'll bring it up two weeks later or in another meeting about how much better they feel about it. And trust me, it's never revolutionary. It's almost always because you're not so much in the thick of it and you just need an alternative perspective. And I know in previous roles, I've really appreciated that. And since Emily and I don't have managers and we are definitely equals, some of that stuff has to happen even between the two of us where while we don't necessarily have a formal meeting, I can be like, I'm showing up this way. And I know I'm being overly anxious about blah, blah, blah. Just hear me in this. And then there's just this level of understanding and the other person can show up for you. As far as meetings, though, for us, we just so y'all know, we do block out two days a week for specific CEO time. That's not to say that like, Every day is basically CEO time for us. We'll have a five-minute conversation here, 30-minute conversation here that moves us forward. But we do block off those two times specifically to basically just go through a punch list that both of us bring to the table. And we're like, how do we want to handle this? Confused about this. What are we doing about this? Yeah, it's usually 30 to 45 minutes twice a week. And then, like she's saying, a five to 10 minute Mm -hmm. thing. And that's on top of we set specific meetings, but they're working meetings. If we need to like strategize a new webinar that we want to do or a launch strategy or plan. Well, we will set a meeting for just accomplishing that. Yes. We both really try to respect the, what the meeting purpose is for. Yes. That being said, like if we're like, Hey, I have a five minute thing. Do you want to do the top or the bottom of this? Yes. Then we'll talk about that. We're also really flexible with each other about like, my brain is not here for this type of project right now. So let's tackle this instead. And we can easily move some stuff around depending on the time frame because we both know like, if our heads are in it, we're not going to be helpful for each other at all. And we like, we truly can get a lot of shit accomplished in a little amount of time if we're both on. Yeah. And I will say in terms of collaboration, there's less things than I think previously, even a couple of years ago, it was not only did we work on the same ish at the same time, but that would really become a roadblock. Now, when we have these sort of like collaborative meetings, it's because we do need to discuss strategy. We do need to create consensus. We do need to get on the same page. And if there's moments where I'm like, because we do it as a working meeting, we don't just talk about it. We'll be like, spend the first 10 minutes getting on the same page of the plan. And then spend 30 minutes kind of independently working, but we're both available to each other or whatever. We could even be like in the same doc or in the same Canva template working at the same time. And we just know each other so well at this point that like, I we could literally be looking at a 30 page 
PDF that we need to create for a client. And I know exactly what pages Abby's going to jump to first and what pages I'm going to jump to. And we both like work separately. We'll interrupt each other sometimes to ask questions. We'll work separately. And then before we know it, the majority of the thing is done. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and it could be several hours later, but the majority is done. I will say, I think we're the only people on the team that have collaborative working meetings. I think in terms of style, the rest of the team tends to have, they may have like a 10 or 15 minute check-in on some specific project and then they're working independently on things. But I think primarily it's because they have less crossover in duties and tasks. Yeah, for sure. That being said, at the end of the day, we're talking about team meetings, department meetings, we talked about one-on-ones and we talked about like our CEO executive time, but let's differentiate a little bit how we've developed leadership. Yeah. So as our team grew and we wanted to have buy-in from leadership and from the team as a whole, we decided to move more strategic and deep brainstorming planning conversations outside of team meetings and into its own leadership meeting. So there's an art and science a little bit to like having enough cooks in the kitchen, but not too many cooks in the kitchen and getting appropriate feedback from people who like bring really excellent ideas to the table, who are going to manage various pieces of projects if they come to light, having them in the room to get buy-in or to get opinion can be really helpful. So we developed a leadership meeting a year ago that has five of us in the meeting at this point. And it's agenda slash working meeting at the same time. Sometimes it's a run through of updates of where we stand on certain products, launches, analytics. But if there's like a pressing thing that we want to really workshop out, do something about because of something that that's telling us, we will use that meeting to do it. If there's overall strategy decisions that need to be made that we want to get buy-in from the team, we bring it up there some messaging, getting on the same page about dates of when are we going to release, launch, work on this, do that. Because Abby and I aren't the only ones working on projects anymore. That That's not where we are. We used to be able to be the only ones who were like, hey, tomorrow, if you want to completely release this brand new project, we can. That's not how it works anymore. And so if we don't want to overload our team with random, not thought out ideas, we do need to get some buy-in and working on some time frame with them. So that's what that meeting serves. Yeah. And that meeting is specifically gone through from like a sales funnel perspective. So it's divided by department, but in the order in which someone would engage with that department. So marketing and then sales and then programs. And then we have leadership last as any sort of, or I mean, executive updates last as any sort of like overarching like team culture things that we need to address or or things like that. But for the most part, it's because we're following the sales funnel. And so we will spend more time talking about, oh, we need to bump up leads for this thing we're selling, or here's where everyone is in our sales pipeline for client work, and then discussing on the back end, not details about individual client projects, more like big overarching changes for how do our product work together SOP changes like yeah it's higher level and so sometimes those meetings need to take an hour and a half or two hours because there's just like a lot going on right especially closer to a new quarter or the the beginning of the year 
but other times we can run through everything in 30 minutes and there's just not a lot Mm -hmm. that needs to be covered. We are definitely not the people that are like, nope, we're going to stick around and keep talking just for the sake of being in a meeting. No. And we try not to cancel that one. But if we were to cancel any of them, that's definitely the easiest one to take off the plate. Because if there is an update that needs to happen, it could easily be moved to the all team or department meetings. But I will say the leadership meeting with it, we try to keep things that previously Emily and I would have made the call or decision on. And if it's like sensitive, meaning extra financial information or analytical information, things that we wouldn't share publicly, then that kind of private data level is happening behind the scenes there. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I wanted to go over just a couple of quick strategies that can help you even figure out if you don't need as many meetings as we listed. Here are some things that can still help you achieve the same level of awareness within your team and aiding into how people work and really understanding how people on your team work. So one of the apps that we use, and I know we've mentioned it before, but it's called Range and it syncs with Slack. So it's like an app that you can add on to Slack and you can connect it to various apps. We connect ours with our Google Calendar. So when you go to click it, it's like, it's called check in with Range. So you click it, your team members can select their emoji on how they're feeling. And the emoji is also color coded. So there's green, yellow, or red. And then you like specifically pick your emoji. So we see a lot of like sleeping faces or someone's sick, they'll pick like the sneezing face or coffee or whatever it might be. And then green, yellow, red is a good indicator for like, they're good. They're in a good mood. Everything's great. Yellow is like, maybe they have a headache or they're just a little slow moving today. That's fine. Red is I need to reach out and talk to you and and make sure that you're okay to even work today or what's going on. Is there anything we need to cover before we can even tackle that right there is if you do nothing, (laughs) that's something that's really helpful to integrate right now. So that one's super handy. It's also a really cool tool to make sure that you're on the same page with your team as far as tasks. So use your project management system for sure as like you can see what tasks are on people's plate. But this is like what that person is focusing on today. And you can make sure that like what their priorities that that they think they need to be focusing on are in alignment with what you think they need to be focusing on. We also do quiet mornings or time blocks for specific tasks and we'll integrate do not disturb with those. So again, utilizing your calendar, utilizing your Slack notifications or status change on Slack to communicate that I'm going to have a quiet morning and I'm going to work independently because I'm like having a slow morning and I want to like dive in on my own, or I'm going to go to the coffee shop and write. So I'm going to be away from Slack or whatever it might be. We're communicating that on our calendar and on Slack. So the entire team knows where we are, what we're doing, but we're also aware to not like schedule things in those timeframes if people prefer to have those time blocks. Yeah, I know for me, I absolutely love putting tasks that are going to take me larger chunks of time, blocking my calendar so that I know I have dedicated time to work on those things. Team members that have more of a punch list that are five to 10 minute tasks, they tend to work more primarily from Asana. But I will say 
management and above, like I see more people utilizing time blocking to make sure they're effectively getting done everything they know they need to move forward on. Well, and other people have the ability to put stuff on our calendars. And so we have to specifically put time chunks of when we're working on things. Otherwise, we wouldn't have time to work on things for clients or launches or projects or whatever, because we would be scheduled for podcast interviews or coffee dates or whatever it might be. And so we have to reserve that time because it's a priority for us. Yeah. Anything else you want to cover? Yeah. To just kind of wrap this up with a bow, I will say that all of this will grow and evolve and change as your team grows. And what will serve you when you have a team of three will not be what serves you when you have a team of 10. And we've worked with so many people over the years and have run teams of quite a few different sizes at this point. And I will say it's really critical that you check in with yourself and with your existing team once a quarter to really make sure that you're addressing everyone's needs and effectively having containers for how these things are communicated. Now, for us, meetings have been a great way to work because everyone's on the same schedule. Even though we're in different time zones, we all operate on the same business hours and it really gives us a good place to check in. Plus, half of our team at least is auditory processors. So having a meeting where they can actually talk out loud to discuss these things is critical to their own personal development. But if your team is all introverted written processors, you may find an asynchronous system using Slack that really works for you. There's no right or wrong way to tackle this, but it is essential that you check in. It is essential that you continue to evolve. And as your business grows and changes, that you continue to tweak this process to make it work for everyone. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy-to-customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics, we make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.